Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Esports Connected. I'm Megan Van Petten, your host, and today we have an exciting show where we have Darius Gambino and Leah Leindecker from Sal Ewing. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Megan. Thank you for having us, Megan. <laughs> it's so nice to have you and, and be with you since our last encounter here in Chicago. Yeah, we had a great time at the esports uh, conference in Chicago, met some great people, including you face to face. Finally, it, it was just a great event. It is so nice to be together. And it's also nice to be, you know, with you virtually. I don't remember when we filmed our last show, Lawyers with Game, that you had all this pop culture, fancy stuff back there. So I, I love it. Today, we'll have to do a little show and tell. I'm seeing some of my favorite things. And Leah, it's always good to be with you. You're so calming and peaceful. And we're really looking forward to having a great show. So thank you guys for both being here. Leah and Darius love to talk about patents, <laughs> copyrights, trademarks, video games, and all sorts of challenges that you might have while you're you know, entering the space or even if you're a superstar already. So yeah, maybe we should just start with Darius, Leah, because I'm sure he's the one that encouraged you to be in this space, being such a fan of gaming and and such a, a you know an early adapter so share with us Darius how you got into esports yeah so I mean I've always been a fan of video games and obviously pop culture as you mentioned some of the things behind me um and so when I went to law school um you know there uh my background's in electrical engineering so I started working in software patents um early on actually and that kind of led me into some early disputes involving the video game industry. Um, one of the first cases I ever worked on um, was for Sega of America uh, in a dispute that involved a game that was on the, the uh, original PlayStation 1. Um, and, and so that kind of um, let me realize at that point that, hey, this thing that I love in my personal life can also be part of my professional life. So uh, it, since then, it you know, it's just been about finding those opportunities to work on video game cases when they come along. Oh my gosh, that's half the battle. So imagine calling a lawyer and with a trademark issue on somebody that might have copied your game and the attorney or the firm being, oh, I, I know the game. I can play. I mean, that's who you want to litigate for you. Can you tell us, was it, was it that simple? Was it, can you share it all? Is it public knowledge at this point? Since since it's obviously a success story, since for those of you that aren't watching, he's smiling very big <laughs> in front of a Batman pop culture poster and uh, Toy Story 3, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, there that uh, case ultimately settled, the one between Sony uh, and Sega. Um, it, it related to some patents uh, that involved a series of uh, button presses uh, on the controllers. So you think back to games like, you know, the original Street Fighter, that particular uh, suit involved a, a kid's game called Parappa the Rappa that was um, really big back in the early 90s. But that case settled and that led to, um, you know, another case and another case. And over the years, I've done a, you know, a good deal of work um, in the litigation space for and against video game 
publishers. Um, I've done work for Bethesda Softworks on the plaintiff side. I've been opposite Epic Games in litigation. So uh, a lot of things like like that. And then also in between uh, advice on agreements, funding agreements, advertising agreements, uh, getting trademarks and protecting them, things like that. And you're also just the nicest guy. Um, <laughs> there's a reason why they call attorneys counselors. You're just you're you're just a very engaging person. It's a pleasure to have you guys, both of you, as a member. Um, Leah, let's hear about your journey. I know you represent some major esports teams in the Call of Duty leagues regarding trademarks and branding and strategies. Can you share a little bit about that and your journey in esports? Yeah, yeah. Um, so my practice is sort of a, a hybrid transactional practice between intellectual property, technology issues, and, and corporate work. So a lot of what I do for esports and non-esports clients is, you know, advising on brand strategy, IP commercialization, negotiating commercial contracts, and a lot of those skills lend themselves nicely to issues that esports and gaming organizations routinely face. And so, you know, I, I started working in the space about maybe four years ago, and it, it just was a really nice fit, you know, based on my skill set. And also the industry is really fun and there's a lot of fun, fun players in it. And so once I started working in the industry or, you know, with, with a couple esports clients, it, it, that side of my practice just sort of grew and it's been great. And I do, unlike Darius, I, I, I'm not a litigator but we overlap in sort of the trademark branding advice space. So I do a lot of that work, a lot of negotiating sponsorship agreements, you know, sort of any, anything that's needed for putting on a tournament or anything like that. One thing that comes up a lot is, is work in the branding space. So, you know, with some of the teams that I've worked with, I've helped them really from, you know, from the time that they're trying to figure out a team or, or um, an organization name, vet, you know, potentials, run trademark clearance searches to see what has potential, and then help them figure out if that name fits within the parameters of um, the league rules that they're operating within. And it's, it's, it's a super interesting space because there's absolutely no consistency. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are some leagues that don't care at all. You know, there's no guidelines. It's, you know, do, do whatever you want. And then there are some that have, you know, 10 page guidelines for the countries that you have to register in the goods and services that you have to register your marks in, and then they update that on a yearly basis. And so it's, it's constantly advising on, you know, making sure that those teams are in compliance with what the leagues are requiring. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that sounds like I would definitely want to keep you on retainer. <laughs> Does that sound fun? <laughs> to me, uh, I don't know, not so much, but here's what sounds fun is staying out of trouble. I mean, who wants to get out there, put their heart and soul into their work, you know, do what you do and end up in court. No one. So I love, you know, the whole idea of, of staying out of trouble. And the two of you guys have also paved your way to be influencers in the space. And before we talk about your show, I often ask attorneys, when you were in law school, did you ever realize like how much networking is involved in this career? You know, it, like it is a job. It's almost like, like a sales job. You know, you guys have to find your niche 
and then find your network and create it. I tell all, every, every attorney that ever calls, I always say, look, join an association. It doesn't matter if it's ours, only join ours. If you like, you know, esports and gaming and, and this, you know, and this, in this sector, but join an association period, because you're going to find yourself networking. Can you guys share a little bit about that? Either one of you? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I can go first on that. I mean, I, I tell like young lawyers all the time, nobody ever tells you in law school that in addition to being a lawyer, you have to be a, a salesperson and an accountant. Because yes. I mean, you know, not not to make a joke of it, but uh, as a salesperson, you have to go out and you have to win new business, you know, mm -hmm. the business comes and goes. And that's part of the networking. Uh, and then, you know, on the accounting side, you're, you have to send bills out to clients. You have to talk to clients about bills. You have to collect bills in law school. You, you know, you make it seem like, all right, well, if I learn the law, then that's everything I need to know. I can go there and I can be successful, but there are so many other elements to it. Um, and networking is a big piece of it. And I actually love the networking part of, uh, of our job. So Leah, I'm sure you've got, Leah's closer uh, to law school than I am. So she probably has some more stories. Yeah. And I mean, I completely agree. And I think even once you become a, an attorney, it's sort of a progression too. I mean, as, as you know, your first couple of years of practice, there's less of an emphasis on, you know, developing your own clients and, and getting out. I mean, networking is always encouraged, but you know, it's not quite expected that you have your own clients in the earlier years. But I think you know, something you said earlier, Megan, really resonated. I think finding spaces that you are naturally drawn to yeah. um, helps the process so much because it feels less of a cold sales pitch. You know, really you're, you're going to connect with people to meet people that you would like, you know, regardless of, of your job. And I feel like for me, it's, it's been really helpful to focus on that and focus on making it more of a natural connection than treating it as more of a sales process. For sure. <laughs> that brings me back. You, thank you for the, for the segue. It's perfect <laughs> to my show, uh, you know, East, well, I should say the eSports Trade Association show. It's just changed the dynamic of networking, member man, you know, membership management. Like in the day, people would call me and tell me stories like you guys. And then I just had those stories and I wasn't able to share, you know, the way I am now, which is so rewarding. We had uh, this show on the list for about two years and we were looking for a host and finally you know, we're, we're in year six now. So finally at about like the two and a half year mark, someone nominated me to have the show. And I was kind of like, this is crazy. Like I do enough. And I read this, I happened to be listening to this book over the weekend. It was everyone communicates and few connect. So first of all, they, they wanted me to have a show on esports. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm a, I'm an association community builder. Like, you know, I can't get that deep into this. So then I thought, well, boy, if I could just hear member stories and share them, like what I do during the week anyways, it would be so delightful. And it's, it's been amazing. It's catapulted the association into a multimedia that I would have never imagined 10 years ago. You couldn't even get me on stage to have a microphone in my hand. <laughs> really? I'm a behind the scenes person. And now, you know, 
that was the also the demand of this industry is to be authentic and get forward. So kudos to you guys for not only having a show about law, but making it fun and, you know, lawyers with game. I mean, who thought of that? <laughs> oh, that was all Darius. Yeah. Was it really? We were, well, I mean, as trademark lawyers, you know, we were always helping other people figure out yeah. good names. So we were just kind of coming, we were bouncing ideas off the wall. And that was one of the ones that everyone seemed to really like. So, so yeah, I mean, the, 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 the genesis of the podcast was really, and by the way, we're not anywhere near your level yet. I think you're at like 55 or 60 plus episodes. We're, <laughs> we're just launching our second season. Uh, we probably have about 16 total once this season is done. But the genesis of it really is, you know, you always look around at what other law firms are doing. And I looked around and I said, we've got this great esports practice. We've got this great sports and entertainment group at Saul Ewing. Um, what can we do in a fun way that connects with the video game industry to, to make that happen? And where does all the greatest content happen for esports and video games on Twitch and on YouTube through video? Right. So it was a natural thing for us. And then once we got the firm behind it, um, you know, it was just a matter of finding the guests and uh, for me, figuring out how to be a host and and how to, you know, to do that seamlessly, uh, as you know, is it's difficult and and getting, you know, booking guests also difficult. But, you know, we, we've we uh, been really happy with the results and we've talked to some really great people. And like you said, made you know, made some great connections, heard some great stories. Yeah, it's it's really nice to provide the the content and the service. You know, when I took myself out of it, it became easier. I was like, okay, I'll I'll do this for whoever wants to listen. And if you guys receive notes that uh, don't those just blow your mind of people? I mean, I would love to hear a couple of the, your thank you notes regarding the show because. I just couldn't believe, you know, at first that it was my, the you know, esports connected was making such an impact. Can you guys share a little bit about that? Um, Leah, have you have I, I we don't want to call them fans. We want to call them friends, right? <laughs> yeah, well, one thing that's really struck me, this may not exactly answer your question, but one thing that's really struck me is I, I always think of it as, you know, oh, we're so lucky to have these great guests on our show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think, I think the reverse is true as well. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of the, the personal connections that we've had on Lawyers With Game have sent really nice notes thanking us for the platform, right? And, and for helping to share their story in a way that they otherwise wouldn't have. Um, and so, you know, in my mind, I always think of it as sort of like a favorite, like, will you come on our show? But I do actually think that, you know, there are a lot of really tangible benefits fits to the guests as well, as well as the listeners, of course, who are getting all, all of the great uh, information. Yeah. And one of the greatest, I think, compliments you can receive as an attorney is, is, is the, you know, the referral of business or people thinking about you for business. And the show has resulted in stronger connections with existing clients. It's resulted in, um, you know, people that, that we had on the show um, where, where they were at one client going to a different client. And so it's just, it's created some great connections and some strong connections. And I think people can see like, you know, Leah and I, and some of the other people that are on, um, you know, we, we really know the industry. That's, that's the point of it, you know, is that we're talking about things that we really know about. I don't, you know, play golf on the weekends and just pretend to be a video gamer, uh, you know, so 
uh, that's that's what I love to do uh, in my free time. So, you know, it, it, we hope that it, it it comes off as real and genuine. Well, it sure does. I've been a guest on your show and you guys do. It's it's a good show. You you guys come very prepared. I like the marketing department that you use. <laughs> and I'll remember when I was on the show, I wanted to get an infographic because I just love all of the things that, that they prepare. They go above and beyond. So I'm sure you do as a practice as well. What's going to happen for you guys for 2022? I imagine there's going to be another season. And what else is coming up for you guys? Yeah, Leo, do you want to talk about the, uh, the couple of episodes we've had already? And then I can maybe mention the ones that are coming out. Yeah. Oh, let me think back. So we had um, actually a good friend of mine from law school who is a general counsel at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, he joined us. Um, I don't think that episode has has dropped yet. No, not um, yet. That's coming out really soon. So this is a preview okay. for that. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. Um, so he had, you know, he had some really interesting things to, to, to talk about how the, their team is getting involved in, in um, esports and gaming space. The episode that we had that, that just came out this yeah. week. So we have basically like eight weeks of, uh, you know, uh, an episode a week and we're on, I think, week four now. And the one that we had that just came out is a really interesting company called Coinos that's developing a new blockchain. Uh, that is basically going to be free, uh, free and easy for everyone to use, and it's going to be, um, you know, the backbone of um, kind of a, you know, the next generation of the web, Web three, where you're going to have apps and games and everything on the blockchain. So that's a really interesting one. We talked to the head of Roblox China uh, in one of the other episodes, kind of about everything that's going on with Roblox. We spoke to the CEO of Splinterlands, which is an, a blockchain crypto game where you can actually go in and play the game and earn crypto while you're playing. So just a lot of great guests, um, you know, talking about timely issues like, you know, Web3 and, and crypto and, and all those exciting things. Wow, that's great. How do you guys come up with your guests? What do you what, what do? <laughs> How do you huddle around and how did you guys decide to be um, partners on the show? I, I have a regular, um, I love regular co-hosts. And then on another show that I do, I have a, a you know, a co-host, but on, um, on this show, I love to have guest co-hosts, which is really funny. I don't have a Regis. I have a guest Regis. <laughs> how did you guys decide on, on doing the show together? I mean, I think it's just one of those vibe things, right? Like you, you meet someone, you have a couple zooms with someone and Leah and I just always had a good, you know, vibe and communication together. And I, you know, thought uh, she would be great to, to co-host the show with me. And, you know, I hope she feels the same way, but it's just kind of one of those things that you get, you know, some people um, are easier and more free flowing in these environments. And some people are a little bit more stiff, even though yeah. they might, you know, be really smart attorneys. As you know, this kind of setting is not exactly everyone's cup of tea. For sure. For sure. Well, and that's what I would ask, like for our listeners, what do you guys, what kind of advice would you give to just general listeners that would be members or not in the esports space? And I'll ask both of you the question and whoever wants to go first. But what, yeah, like. Leah, you, um, you go first on this one. All right, Leah, no pressure. Um, yeah, no pressure. I think my 
my general advice would be, I mean, I think the reality is no, no one really wants to work with lawyers, right? And I, th I think we realize that, but it is so much easier in the long run to do things right the first time. And it ends up saving, you know, so much headache, um, you know, decreasing risk in such a large amount that, you know, just reaching out, even if there's not, you know, an immediate issue, but reaching out and establishing that connection early on, I think can be a game changer. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the thing that we see the most, right? People that come to us after the fact that, ha that have an issue, uh, and then we have to kind of, you know, sort it out for them. Um, which is, you know, sometimes it's unfortunate because sorting it out costs a lot of money. So yeah, I mean, involving attorneys early on in things, uh, I think is is huge if you can do it. Um, you know, if you have if you have the finances to do that early on, because it saves you a lot of money down the road. And then, you know, the other thing I think for anyone who's wants to get involved in this industry, who is involved in this industry, but wants to know more, you know, just do it, you know, get a Twitch account. Uh, you know, go play some of these games, find out more about cryptocurrency and blockchain by by getting yourself accounts and and getting yourself immersed in that world, even if it's not necessarily part of what your job is. Um, if it's something that, you know, you have an interest in, just immerse yourself in it. I love that. It's it's incredible advice, and I know you guys will. Um, let's see, Leah, you were just at Mall of America for the grand opening of Wisdom Gaming. Yeah, yes, yeah. So and Darius actually came out for that event as well. But it's it's been. I mean, the event was amazing. Uh, I've I've known the folks at Wisdom probably for about three or four years, and so it's been great to see them go from you know, a, a very small organization of just a handful of employees to, to where they are now and to be in their awesome space and see, you know, what, what they're able to do um, and produce out of that space. So it was, it was a really cool event and I hope you and others get the chance to see the space. I, I am looking forward to, we have a chapter um, for the Esports Trade Association opening up over there. Uh, so I'll, I think I'll be there the first quarter of next okay. year. And Darius, you'll love this. We had our chapter kickoff meeting and we have a franchise specialist that's just helping us with the structure of the franchise. And his first question was, where's the attorney? <laughs> that's and right. I said, he was already here. He was our first meeting, <laughs> actually. And here's what he prepared for your review. And then and then he said, we'll get him back here. <laughs> and it does. It does make life easier. Yeah. Just, I know, just, you know, we've talked offline in the past about some trademark issues and other things that you've encountered over the years. And I know, you know, that it, it's it, it's not fun to sort those things out after the fact. It really isn't, and that that brings another um, uh, brings another trademark issue. My initials are MVP, and everybody knows that. And forever, people wanted that as part of my brand, and it's it's try trademarking that. That's you yeah. know, and, and the last thing I want to do is be oh go find me or Google you know, and and end up in any sort of a problem. But I do thank my parents for such great initials. And my mom's name is Mary. So whenever I bring her anywhere, I, the other day I brought her to the doctor and they said, oh my God, you're the original MVP, <laughs> the original OG. 
<laughs> so it's it's fun initials, but yeah, if I ever do uh, any sort of personal stuff, I'll I'll definitely give you guys a call. I'm sure um, it would be it would be challenging to find something with MVP. Um, so Darius, you're going to be at the summit in November, which I'll I'll likely be there too. It's a it's a no miss event in Vegas. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what? you know, what you're going to be doing there, networking, hosting a party. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, I don't have any plans to host a party yet, but maybe I should. Um, so it's my first time going to the Esports uh, Business Summit. Okay. Um, a, you know, several of our clients, and Leah can attest to this, have mentioned it to us in the past as something sure. that, um, you know, that we would find really interesting and enjoyable. And we have several of our clients and client contacts that are going. Um, to be there. Some of them are speaking. And, and so, you know, it's, it's just a, an opportunity for us to, or for me, I'll be, Leah can't make it this time, but to meet more and make more connections uh, in the esports space. So, uh, I, you know, I'm excited, probably going to, you know, take some clients out to dinner and, you know, who knows, and I, hopefully I'll see you there. I have it slated in. So hope to be there. It's just so hard to miss an event. And we're, ours is already ready for next August again. So it's nice. Um, All of us try to keep our same pattern so the industry can hit all of them. And there's becoming more and more and more. I just spoke to Encore the other day, and they said that people are starting to get a little fatigued. <laughs> they have overdone their inv- events and and enthusiastically uh, um, gone to everything they they could since COVID. And I was just going to ask you, if COVID didn't happen, do you think you'd still do the show? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that that podcasts and you know broadcasting from home became so much more top of mind during COVID. So I don't know that that we would have, honestly, but it was kind of a, an outgrowth of the fact that we're sitting at home and we still want to connect with people. And sure. the way we had done that as lawyers for many years um, is by going to conferences, you know? Um, and and that was your that was your point of connection. When you lost mm-hmm. that, you started thinking to yourself, all right, well, what else can I do? And there's all these other podcast that you're sitting at home watching because you can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so that was, you know, it's a positive development, I think, out of COVID. I don't know, Leah, what you think about that, but. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's interesting to think about because, you know, I think when COVID started, everything we did was, you know, we, we all tried to do these Zoom events, but it, it just doesn't have the same, just, just doesn't land the same. And I think doing a podcast is a way to sort of share a more personal message with a larger audience. That's different than, you know, doing a murder mystery on Zoom. Uh, you know, it's, it's you connect, but it's also focused into, you know, sort of a particular industry and, and what your skills are. And I think, I agree. I think it has been a really positive uh, outcome of COVID. Yeah, there, there, were some, Go ahead. there were some bad Zoom ideas over the last two years. <laughs> I, I, I'll definitely, I participated in quite a few of them, so. Me too. I, I just enjoyed the journey and seeing how people came together and, you know, we just tried. Oh my God. Oh, what a journey we've all been on. <laughs> well, thank you both for being here. Darius Gambino and Leah Line, Leindecker with Saul Ewing. 
tune in to Lawyers with Game if you haven't. It's a great show. You can even find me as your guest there, but it really is a good show. And of course, check them out. What's your social media handles at Saul Ewing? Yeah, so you can go to www.saul.com and find all of our stuff. You can search Saul and Lawyers with Game. We are on Instagram, Facebook. We're even on TikTok. Um, So you can find us. Search Saul Ewing Lawyers with Game. You'll find us. Lawyers with Game. They share about esports, patents, copyrights, trademarks, video games, and more. Thank you both for being our guest today, my guest of the East and members of the Esports Trade Association. And I look forward to seeing you guys in, well, definitely Darius in November. And then Leah, um, Chicago. Yeah, or maybe at Mall of America. Oh, yeah, maybe our chapter. Our, our chapter launch. I'll make, well, I'll make sure that I reach out to you for that. Yeah, awesome. That great. Well, thank you, Leah. Thank you, Darius. Thanks, Megan. Thank you.